When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Let's get it. Hour two on the block. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland. We're with you for another hour here on 93.7 The Ticket. Theticketfm.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Allo Channel 951. All those good places as well as... The app, Kurt in Northern Kentucky, we'll get to your weather story. I assume you're listening on the app. If that's true, uh, let us know again on the text line, 402-464-5685. If you're listening, we want your stories of playing in bad weather, whether it's hot, cold, windy, rainy, snowy, whatever it is. What's the, the worst weather that you have either played a sport in, played a game in, or, you know, if you are less athletically inclined or is after your playing days, what's the worst weather? you've sat through to watch uh, a game of, you know, a sibling, a relative, a friend, anyone like that. Your weather stories and sports, let us know. We'll get into that in a second. We're getting into that strict because we can't get into Mary Ellen's for two more days. Two more days. That's okay. We'll get into it, talk a little bit about the weather. And uh, there's been some cold ones. There's been some things that I've I've had to see. Probably playing-wise, I I would say for myself, one of the coldest ones would have been an almost Hall South game. Uh, we were on the road, Cluster and I, actually Vershawn was in that game. Uh, we played Bellevue West against South, and it was absolutely freezing. Uh, wind chills were very high. It was, it, was, it was horrible. So I would say that that would have had to have been the one. The one I remember was a baseball game, so in the spring. would have been probably late March, early April. Uh, we're playing Seward. I remember this. It was the most miserable game I've ever been a part of. I had a hand mm-hmm. warmer stuck inside my glove to keep my left hand warm. I had one in my back pocket right. for my right hand. And this was even worse for me, Stricky, because this was right after I'd broken my finger. So, I mean, I'd played the rest of basketball season on it, but it's still healing up. It's hard enough to move this finger anyways. Like, I, I was still playing baseball with these fingers taped together to some yeah. degree, and it's that cold. After the game, it was brutal. But it was, I don't think it was more than 34 degrees when we played this game. The sky is gray. It's just drizzling the whole time. Think about oh, yeah. Seattle, but like 20 degrees cooler. 
Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you that those those are horrible. Um, we had uh, outside as well for me it was in October. I mean, it was like I want to say it was October, early October game. And uh, we were playing the New York Penn League. No, was it October? It might have been September, but it was a cold night. And those are the ones where you don't want to get jammed where you break a bat or you want to hit at the end. Like, you're doing everything you can to make sure you're hitting a ball. Squared up. Squared, squared up. Squared up. Because the tingle doesn't just tingle during the batting. It tingles as you go out into the outfield and it's tingling for a while. So now you got to catch balls. Yeah, those are not fun either. And and we play in every situation in basketball. And I don't and I don't <laughs> recall ever a game getting canceled. It didn't matter how cold or slippery or whatever. We seem to always get it in. Helps being inside. Yeah. Which cracks me up when college basketball decides to play outdoor games like they used to on the uh uh the the carriers. Yeah. The aircraft carriers. Like, why would you do that? You have perfectly climate-controlled <laughs> environments. Don't put yourself at odds yeah, with the elements. A um, couple right. things to get to from the text line. Kurt in Northern Kentucky says uh, he remembers June 3rd, 1980. Specific date. He says tornadoes came out of the sky during our baseball warm-ups in Grand Island. That's Oof, very Nebraska. That's crazy. Playing in the country in front of tornadoes and everything. Sure. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I don't think I've ever experienced anything like that. I think the thing that you just got to understand about California, there's a song out by um, a group called Tony, 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 and it says we never, it never rains in Southern California. And um, I would say in some instances it's true to form because a close friend of mine, shout out to Rick Riley uh, down in Houston, Texas. Uh, Rick, I was living out in California. I was training the right before I went to play with the Celtics and, you know, Rick came from Vegas to vet visit, and he's like, yeah, I'm just, I got just a bag. I'm going to stop through, just hang out for the weekend. Cool, cool, come on. And uh, so we're hanging out, and we're having a good time, and he had such a wonderful time that he basically was like, um, I'm going to go to the mall, I'm going to get some more clothes, and I'm not going to leave until it rains. <laughs> he's still and, there to this day. He's still there. <laughs> until he just moved to Houston probably a few years ago. But <laughs> up until that point, he had still been in. He has not <laughs> left. It was the craziest thing. But what are the things they're going to have to deal with out there um, – that is a little bit more difficult with those um uh it's not a hurricane now so it's a tropical storm yeah is the the flooding and the mudslides um you know if you're if you're familiar with california and la and driving up into the hills and beverly hills um not beverly hills but the hollywood hills and stuff like that and mulholland and up in those areas there's a lot of houses on stilts like they're they're you know they're built up but they hover on on the land and if you get you get a bad you know sliding of the land up there i mean houses will come down so um that's one of the things they're gonna have to watch for is 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 that heavy precipitation that's gonna soak that 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 land up pretty good you can only do so much about building a house on stilts i I get the idea i get the concept but we've seen just even the difference trick between the mudslides, right, that decimate so much. And California, to its credit, is relatively prepared for earthquakes. Yeah. And, you know, they, they build the buildings a little differently, give them a little more, you know, I got knocked out of one. No. I, I, I started praying. I'm, Dang, I'm, I'm, I'm visiting a friend, and um, I'm in the bed, and it's I, 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 it's got to be like 3, 4 in the morning. And it, 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 it wasn't a heavier, it was a, probably a tremor more so, mm. but it was enough that I got jolted out of the bed 
and I woke up, started praying. I started rebuking everything in the room. I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> and then uh, the next day, as I checked the news out, I found out that it was, uh, that's what it was. It was, you know, a mild earthquake. I had one of those in college. So it would have been my freshman year. I'm living in the dorm with my, my roommate, Eric, at the time. Shout out, Eric. Appreciate him. Um, I slept through it. Did you? I didn't feel it. So I, I had to pull up the story to double check this. But yeah, it was early September of 2016. Um, looks like it was a 5.6 magnitude earthquake that took place in Oklahoma. Yeah. Um, And I slept right through it. My, my roommate said he felt the aftershocks. Um, I asked my wife about it. I barely knew her at the time. But later I'm like, yeah, do, do, do you remember that earthquake? She's like, yeah, I, yeah. I remember it. Plenty of people on their floor were there. Stricky, I slept through this earthquake. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Is that bad? Oh, that means you're a heavy sleeper, my boy. That's all that means. <laughs> I guess. Um, another <sighs> weather story from the text line. Uh, James and Lincoln says, last year at Memorial Stadium as a fan, uh, the Wisconsin game says it was the worst he's had as a fan. Wind chill was below zero. Stadium was half filled. Having to walk to that game from the parking. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Garage. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it was on the chilly side. But this is where, you know, all high and mighty and snobbish of me. Thank goodness for a press pass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are, those those do make the difference. And parking is, I think that's what hinders me from going to a lot of games um, professionally or even. Mm-hmm. Parking means so much. Like, I used to tell my friends in, in Dallas, I'm, you know, especially my football buddies, I'm like, listen, um, it may sound bougie or whatever. It may sound like, you know, oh, yeah, right, Eric. But I, I mean that. Like, the the difference between going in the suite and um, just going into regular seats is parking. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't get the parking passes. And doggone Arlington Stadium is like, there's really not great places to park. It's like huh. everywhere is pretty bad, except suite tickets. They park right <laughs> behind the stadium. You walk in, you go up an elevator, boom, you're in, boom, and out. And that's, that, that was, once I got a taste of that, it's like, that's the only way I like to do it. Easy peasy. Easy peasy, in and out. It's, I mean, it, you got to think about it, though, right? I think we went to the New York uh, last, was it last year? We went to the New York Giants-Cowboys game in New York. And we rode, uh, we rode, did we ride? We rode in an Uber, and even riding in an Uber, it was a six-hour-plus process. Six hours? Yeah, man. You, you got the game, and it, it, it took at least an <laughs> hour and a half just to get in to next to the stadium because they're tailgating, oh my and, gosh. and then everybody's trying to do it. Then you got the limos, and so it's stacked up trying to get in there. Mm-hmm. And finding one, I think we ended up walking to the outside to catch the Uber guy on the outside, so he didn't have to come in through that that foolishness. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a, it's a long process, man. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, a couple other weather stories from the text line. A couple anonymous texters. One of them says uh, they played in a Lincoln High versus Northeast game in '96. Uh, it would have been in the fall. Um, playing football in a blizzard. 
I, I'm a wimp, Strake. There's a reason I gave up football. I was small entering high school. It got too darn cold. Basketball yeah. in a gym <laughs> was perfect. Um, someone else, uh, 5064, says back in the 70s, he played in a college intramural championship game with 14 inches of snow on the ground, and Ooh. it was still snowing. Yeah, that's crazy. It's one thing if you're getting like an NCAA-sanctioned game in, but my gosh, just, just give it up. If there's already a foot of snow on the ground and more is coming, there's no way intramurals can mean that much. Yeah, no, no question about it. You know, again, shout out to the to the folks out in Hawaii. Um, our hearts and minds yeah. go out to you. And I, I know it's it's hard at, at this time. And um, hopefully now you're starting to get the help that you sh- you should have you should have. And um, especially being a, a part of the union, that uh, we do a better job of making sure that we keep our eyes on on the, the folks out there and, and what they're dealing with and going through. Um, it, it is. It's going to be a hindrance. I mean, the fires also are going to cause a lot of smoke and it's going to put a lot of uh, stuff in the atmosphere and it's going to hinder a lot of uh, sunlight and probably create some other weather patterns and stuff that's going on. We're we're in a weird weather pattern type of situation right now. Um, like it's unusual for a hurricane to jump up as earlier in the west in the Pacific than it is out east, out in in you know the the Gulf and mm-hmm. out in the Atlantic as they're coming off of Africa. I think as I've been watching it, um, there's been a lot of dust particles from out in the desert that has kind of hindered um, the breeding of the the stuff coming out of uh, Africa to to send our way. But I think that's going to dissipate sooner uh, and, and be ready. You know, um, the waters they're saying are are as like bath water Whoa. out in the um, you know in the, in the Atlantic and in the, in the Caribbean and out in the Gulf, and and so that's that's breeding ground for opportunities of hurricanes to get nasty. Mm-hmm. So you know, shout out to the folks. Yeah, the, situations like these I mean your heart breaks. I me, mean, these are people's homes that are you know getting yeah. destroyed gone just just like that you can't do anything about it it makes you wish you could just bottle up the rain yeah. you know not, not the hurricane not the winds anything but take half of california's rain and dump and just it over put there. it over hawaii yeah like how hard can can it possibly be but this trick is where i think we turn local as well i mean obviously we're you're thinking about the people in california what they're going to deal with what hawaii's been dealing with it's different in nebraska it's just really hot <laughs> and it's humid and that's where I think I, I really have to applaud what these schools are doing and looking out for their student-athletes when they have a chance, right? With excessive heat throughout the week, waking up super early for practice, not the best. Mm-hmm. Staying up super late for practice, probably not ideal. But that's part of the deal, right? So I applaud the, the administrators for being flexible, moving practices and games, and the student-athletes for being adaptable, right? I mean, these kids are resilient. We applaud them for that. We can prevent a lot of issues, right, just by moving practice a few hours one way or the other. So I'm yeah. glad that, you know, we're in a day and time where we're okay with moving it for, for the kids' safety. Yeah, I, I think so. I think that's um, that's positive. And I think, um, you know, it's good that they're able to come together and, and get a good understanding and, and everybody's pliable in the shifting of those times. So um, work to their favor. It sure did. Uh, one more from the text line, too. Disc Golf Jake. Uh, playing a disc golf tournament. Shocker. It's in the name. Uh, Says so it was in Fayetteville, Arkansas a couple of years back. Two lightning delays. Uh, raining so hard you could barely see 10 feet in front of you. Worst round I've ever played in. That heavy rain, uh, it's one thing if it's there for 10 minutes and gone. But when it keeps up through two lightning delays, which are probably half an hour each, that's a downpour. 
Yeah, that's a down. And I, I can't do it. I, You know, <laughs> I, I can barely play golf in any type of rain. I, mm-hmm. I, let's go. You know, I'm ready to get to the clubhouse and sit in there. Um, I think this is probably one of the reasons, Austin, I chose basketball as my sport. <laughs> um, sure. The practices and stuff out here in Nebraska in the winter, it was quite cold. Mm-hmm. Um, now they have indoor facilities a little bit better for some of these uh, high schools. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> but we were out on the field and it was quite cold <laughs> in some of those practices. But um, that's probably why my decision was a little bit easier to be made. Understandable. Well, wrap the segment segment up with this, Strick. Between everything going on out west, um, but also here at home, when you look at this extreme weather, a lot going on outside of sports, what's the role of sports in this situation? Is it good to have a distraction? Do they need to be secondary? Where do sports fall, you know, on the spectrum for these people? I mean, I think it's the same. It's always, whether it be in time of war or in time of, um, you know, some downturns maybe in the – I think it's always been a good getaway um, just to get outside of whatever you got going on. Um, I think it's been a unifying uh, thing for some people in some communities – where there's turmoil and, and strife and all kinds of stuff going on on the outside. But when they come mm-hmm. inside, you, you know, you kind of rooting for the same cause. I think it transcends, um, you know, color barriers and race. And, you know, everybody wants the home team uh, to win. And as you're a visitor, you want to come in there and quiet the home team. And I think it, uh, I think it does that for uh, communities when they're dealing with uh, troubling times. He's Eric Strickland. He's seen it all through his nine-year NBA career, illustrious careers here at Nebraska. I'm Austin Norman, just tagging along for the ride. We're going to take a break. When we get back, we'll switch gears to Husker football recruiting. Brian Munson of Husker Online will join us. We'll talk to him after the break. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.